0: I'd like to welcome on to this episode of Once to Watch, Levi Giles, 8-0 professional boxer. Thank you so much, Levi, for coming on to this episode and the show. It's really going to be great to hear about your story and your journey through boxing and where you are at the moment and how things have been for you over the course of this pandemic that we're in at the moment. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having us, mate. I I appreciate the um coverage. Well let's let's talk about your your professional career then. Well first of all let's talk about your journey through boxing I must say. We'll talk about where it all began and I'd love to know like for for a lot of people there's always a story behind what got them into the sport whether there was a fan of the sport or whether you know, unfortunately, some guys get bullied, and then that forces them into the gym to defend themselves. But I'd love to know what your story was. So, what was it that got you into the sport of boxing?
1: I was, um, I was quite the opposite, actually. I tried, um, I tried football, um, I tried kickboxing, I tried, I tried karate. I even get, I even got my mum to buy everything, everything for that. And it, and it was a case of I just, I just think gel with anything, um, especially with football. Going in, getting yellow cards at the back, you know, <laughs> um, just. just it did nothing gel, but then the day I walked into a boxing gym, just something, something clicked straight away. And ever since then, I was nine. I was only nine then. I've never, I've never looked back since. Um, I, was, I was at the same amateur club from nine till when I turned over with different coaches as a professional. And I, I'd, I'd never
0: looked back, ever. What was it like the first time you stepped into the gym? What, what was it, apart from the smell of the gym when you walk in it, what was it like the first time you walked <laughs> through the doors? Well, this, this is it. The gym, The gym I was at,
1: was um, down at Fish Docks,
0: Grimsby <laughs> Amateur Boxing
1: Club, Grimsby ABC, under Dave Rayworth and Kev Blackett, was my two coaches as an amateur, um, and really, it's everything, I owe them everything really, because if it weren't for them to, I won't be where I am today, and, and obviously for my mum and dad for getting me to the sessions, but I'm, the first time I walked into a boxing gym, I was late for the session. And they turned around and said, Oh, look, do you wanna watch do you wanna watch the session and see if it's a bit of you and you can come on, you know, the next day, the next session's on. Yeah. And I stayed with I stayed with my old man. We watched the session. I thought, you know what, I, I, I fancy this. It's some am you know, my dad being my dad, oh you you said this you said this about everything we've tried and get him into, but this time it was it was different and um obviously going into where we are at the minute. And on the path we're on, it, it was different.
0: What was it like the first time you got in the ring and actually sparred with, with, with another person? You know, the, the, the feeling of going in there and having that sort of, a little bit of excitement, there's probably an ounce of fear sprinkled in there, but then you get hit for the first time and it's like, whoa, hang on a minute. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. It, that That is just it. You, what I, well, it's, it's. I think it's the same in
1: most of these situations where it's, it's like um, you either, you're going to get stuck in or you gonna shy away from it, and I was just, I just got stuck straight in, and I loved, I loved it. The first time I sparred, the first time I fought, it was just, uh, it's just a feeling that you, you only understand once. I think once you've done, once you've done it, it's just there's, there's, a, there's a buzz about it, and it's just you just feel, I just feel at home when I'm in, when I'm in the ring. I, I have from a young age to now. Even though my boxing only just really clicked from when I was a senior and I turned over things started quit yelling better and but yeah it's just great no feeling compares in my opinion.
0: no it, it really doesn't and, that, and that's the thing you, can, you can't replicate it's difficult to replicate that type of a feeling doing that so at which point then when you was when you was in the gym training did you did you realize or was it decided for by people around you that you know actually I can I can do this I, I'd like to do this competitively.
1: It was obviously with the support from my mum and dad at the time when I was a young young kid, you know, they're going to stick by. You You know, I, I would for my little one. Um, you stick by him for what they want to do, don't you? And, and I, I bet at the time they thought, you know what, it's just another thing where we're going to have to buy all his equipment again. And he's, he's probably going to stop doing it after so long. But, you know, the weeks went by, and the months went by, and then they asked, you know, do, you wanna, do I want to start fighting for the club? And I, I just couldn't have, um, I couldn't have said yes quick enough and go up to the big session, you know, for the lads that I looked up to at the time. And then train alongside them. And it's just exactly the same path as it was now. When, when I turned over and I was training with the other professional in the town, um, Kevin, who's, who's, who's a good friend of mine, you know, uh, it's just the same then. You look up and you think, you know, I, I want to be there. I want to be I want to be on that path. I want to be doing my own thing. But what they're doing, you know, and it, it's, just, it's just, like I say again, it's just there's no feeling compares.
0: Let's talk about your amateur career. Let's talk about what that is like for, for the benefit of people that maybe don't know the intricate details of, of what it's like to be on the road, going to to different inter club fixtures, and going to the the different tournaments that are available, the regionals, and obviously the the nationals, and and, and how difficult sometimes it can be, just going up and down, and sometimes fighting more than than once mm. a day. P- people don't really understand that that there's a lot more to it when when people turn over, oh, as no. prof- when they turn over as professionals, they just think, oh hang on, you know, it's just one fight every. Yeah, eight, eight, eight weeks or ten weeks or something. Yeah, but just just explain what that was like for you the, the the sort of the first few years you was you was doing that.
1: It's totally different, like you say. You you you're fighting every. You can be fighting. You can have you could have go for anything from ten fights a year as an amateur to twenty, you know, to twenty thirty fights a year as an amateur, and it's week in week out. You're training throughout the week along with at the time. You know when you're sixteen. Um, below when you, you know, when from the age of nine to 16 it is literally just schoolwork. So you obviously you do your education, you get to the gym and you could, you could have a phone call on the Thursday night asking, Oh, look, we've got a contest for you, lad on the, do you want to take a fight on Saturday? And that, and that is just how busy it is. It is, it is like these, um, when you turn over the, like the, the journeyman boxing, boxing needs these journeymen. It is, it is like life as a journeyman, really, as an amateur. But compared to the competitive fights, and obviously, you, you you went there to win. You know, you've got to you you don't really what you don't really get them kind of journeyman in boxing, amateur boxing. It's literally two lads that they're gonna you know you're gonna go to these shows and you're gonna get ten contests on that on that show plus, and they're all gonna be 50-50 great fights. And that's that's the best thing from a spectator's point of view. But as a boxer yeah, it's about you just you just have to keep your weight down. And, um, be ready, ready for when the, you know, when the calls come, whether you know you've got the date or it's going to creep up
0: fast and sharp, you know. So what was it like for you then in terms of the, the, the sort of competitions you, you went in and how did you get on as an amateur? I had, um, I had 56, I had 56 amateur fights.
1: Um, and I was, I was a 50, 50 record. Um, to be honest, I didn't really, I don't think I excelled enough as an amateur, um, I definitely was experienced enough. I boxed some of the best kids in England at the time. You know, I boxed some really top kids that are are doing really well as amateurs and some are turned over and doing really well as professional, but it wasn't until I turned over and started training for them longer rounds where it's actually suited me a lot more down to the ground. The thing is with amateur, it's it's such a fast pace Um, from the off. You know, if, there's only three rounds if you don't if you you've got to go out you have to win you know if you don't win that first round you've got to win the next two rounds it's sort of rushed in my opinion Um, and that's where the professional game does suit me a bit better but I was I was loving every minute of it fighting up and down the country every week look I just loved every minute of it and like I still do now it's just um, but it's totally different it is like it's the same it is the same thing same sport but it's totally different um, from amateur to
0: pro, a lot of people say that. A lot of professionals, when when interviewed by various different media outlets, say say the very similar thing. The, you always hear the same saying: "Oh, the pro game suits me better than the amateur did because of how you yeah. how well you've just explained it." There, it's exactly that. It's like in the amateurs, what people maybe don't fully understand from the outside of it is that when you're fighting these three rounds it's like being in the amateur version of a prize fighter or an ultimate boxer yeah, that, yeah that's it yeah you haven't yeah. got a choice have you you're you've right. got to, you've got to try and you've got to try and get them them at least that first round in, and then give yourself a chance to be able to go on to win it and sometimes you could absolutely school another fighter and you don't always get the decision and that's a, a no. lot of experiences as you probably know yourself i'm sure you've had one out of 56 where oh, you've yeah, looked at it yeah. and you've gone hang on that wasn't that wasn't right oh we had we
1: had that especially coming towards the end of the seniors and um, we changed styles i thought well i'm not winning you know i'm losing on these split decisions away on these away shows um to to fights where i thought you know what i I'm coming back to the corner and we're confident as a team that we've done enough. The crowd's confident we've done enough. And then it comes to the decision. It's like a split decision. So I thought, well, I'll change my style. Then I'll go on the back foot and try counter punch, you know, pick off, mix it up. And and in some days I thought, you know, even this is still what we think is enough. It's just not enough. I mean, you know, you're in there yourself. The boxers are in there. You know, you know, if you've won in my eyes, you do know if you've won the fight or not, you know, if you've landed more than your opponent does. Um, And I just, I just thought, you know what, it's, it come to the end and it was quite disheartening in the end I never really let it get to me, I just thought it's all just a big learning curve for when the day comes and I sign a professional boxing contract um, but it does it's alright thinking that like, and it, I was thinking that like at the time but then the more the losses went on towards the end when I thought you know what I should these are, I should be winning most of these fights and I'm thinking yeah if it's a close fight and you're on a way show you know what, you're like well it's his own town It's a 50, it, it was a real tight fight it could have gone either way. If the edges it to him, he's you know he's got a big crowd behind him. It's expected, but some of them were like you say, it's it's ridiculous. Some of the decisions, um, and that's what I think also is a lot better as a professional. The uh, scoring system, the later rounds, you can take your time more. Um, There's just a lot more. I, I think that's just my personal opinion. And you know you get some really good amateurs that are probably disagree, and they're doing really well as amateurs, and a lot of their styles do suit that game. More than they would if they turned over.
0: That's the difference. That is the big difference. Is obviously you you made that decision to turn over, and I, I'd love to hear what it was that that was sort of was pivotal in making that decision, and why yeah. you felt maybe it why you felt maybe it was the right time to turn professional.
1: What it was, I, t- I had a few. I had I maybe lost my last three or four um, as a, as an amateur in the gym. Things weren't really going. To be honest, they weren't really going great in the gym. I thought I needed I need a break away from boxing. Um, and what it was is, Kev Hooper at the time was training. Um, he was training for a British title fight against Scott Cardell up in Scotland. Um, so I thought, I, you know, he offered us to get to go down and train with him at his gym, and and you know, just tick over. And I thought, I spoke to when I went down there, I spoke to who Kev's trainer was at this time was Andy Blackett, who's trained me from being a young age anyway, and I've always been in the gym with Andy from being when I was when I was a bane all the way up to now. And I spoke to him. I spoke to Matthew Teague, um, and it was, and we just made a decision to, you know, have a good year in the gym, learn the craft, and if if it goes well, and I get the, I got that buzz back for boxing, then we'll make the decision to turn over, and and that 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 was just it. From that day onwards, it was just different. It was, I was learning different things in the gym, um, settling settling down more um, to the to the professional game, and. I, I just gelled. It was like I, I. It was just like an overnight thing. I just clicked. I was totally different fire. Like I think I'm. I, I
0: think I am now, and I think the results are showing that. So let's go back to that professional debut then. Making that debut in 2017 is it's a big difference from from being an amateur because like you say yeah. you, have, you have a lot of fights on a on a, on a card and an amateur show and we know that and the the, the fights just seem to fly through because there are short rounds. But then yeah. you get into the professional side of the sport and it's it's a totally different ball game of course. You you know you've got no headgear on in the fight. You've got pro- proper nope. profes- proper professional wraps being done, uh, certain sets of gloves being put on and it's a... It's totally different. Yeah, it's different a different game. experience. You, yeah,
1: you're right. You are right. Yeah, um, and going. I mean, going back to my debut, we we laugh. We do laugh. Um, me and me, Matty, and Andy. We do. We we we, all, we do speak about it. You know, and and how much we've come on just in such a you know like a year from 2018 to like to 2017, sorry, to 2021, um, and just how much we've come on from that first fight, looking back. He said, but but the one there was no win like that one you know that what that was like that's the that's the that was the start of, start of the year uh, professional journey so for the not not for how well I performed on the night I, I mean I think we're we're totally a different fighter now but that was like like I say that that was the start of the road that we're on now and the journey that we're on um, so it, it was a great night that I, I boxed on the undercard of Kev that night actually he boxed for an English title. So that was the main event and obviously that, that's what I mean when I say I was in the gym with Kevin at that time and I see him boxing for these big titles and I thought, you know, he's set, he set a great path for me to follow and
0: that's, that is is my goal, you know. So it'd be interesting to find out from you then, Levi, what, what it's been like uh, being a professional so far before we talk about the last few fights and where you're going. Obviously, one of the biggest things about being in the home corner uh, and being a professional starter is unless you've got a big, big time promoter. Tickets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, to yeah. Talk about the ticket selling um, aspects of it.
1: This is, I mean, like this is the hard bit. This is, this is, the, these are the bits um, what people don't see. You can have a massive ice big. There's, there's, I'm sure people seen diagrams of this ice big, and you see the very top of it. But what they don't see, what you know, they don't see all the underneath and that the ticket sales that don't people don't get like um, if you don't if you can't sell 80 tickets, then really you're not really going to get on a professional boxing show in the home corner. And that that's that is the reality of professional boxing. But I've been lucky enough to I've always sold a lot of tickets, home um, home shows and away. And every fight that's gone on, I've sold more and more. Every every single one uh, that's gone on from my first one, say, I sold. 70 tickets i'm now selling 100 odd to, to 200 tickets on away shows and home shows so it, it does get better but like it is it is so difficult and it's what people don't see that's the hard bit the ticket sales you can't sell tickets you're not going to get on a professional boxing show in the home corner and it's just a. it is it's a sad fact but it is it is a fact
0: it's the reality of boxing at, yeah. this, at this level. And I think one one of the things that I've learned from a lot of the fighters that have been in the same position as you or are in the same position as you is that a lot of them have to subsidize their their well-being, their life, because of the fact that they can't just be a professional boxer full-time. A lot of people have to go out and get a job during the day, and then they have to go to the gym yeah. at night, and then they still have to go and sell tickets. What, has that been the, the same yeah, experience for it. you? The,
1: the, this is it. I mean, say, so like, the day... The day of a working professional boxer. This is this is just just an average day. Say you're in camp. This will be my Monday to Friday. I wake up at six six in the morning. Um, maybe even a bit early than six. Normally you get your morning run done before you you start work at like seven thirty. Throughout the day, regardless, the other people's in different industries. I'm in the scaffold industry, looking to you know progress in that in that career, um, which is obviously a plan B. Um, so I work nine and a half hours a day, and then you obviously finish your shift, and then it's straight to the boxing gym, as well as have it, You know, you've got to come home, you've got a family life, you've got a house, you've got you've got stuff like that as well. Um, you, everything else. So it, it, is, it is stressful, and like I say, again, it's the it's the things what people don't see, the amount of hours that are actually going into one thing, and the stress of being at home as well. It's just it is an it is an hard life to live. But when you want something that bad, and you've worked that hard for it, with especially with a good surrounding. Which makes things a lot easier. It, it'll happen, you know. It's just, um, it's like, it's like it's destined to happen. You, you just train too hard not for something not to happen,
0: you know. So let's go into the professional career today. We talk, we talked about the first fight. We talked about your debut. But since then, 2018, you had four fights, and then 2019, you had three fights. So you've had eight fights in total, but. Going to twenty twenty, everybody thinks it's going to be their year. A lot of us think it's going to be their year, and then yeah. the pandemic hits, was it. and it changes it. This, this was it. Yeah, you're right, and it's like
1: we've had. I've had a year now. I've I've constantly trained uh, me, and obviously been. That, that's it. The title's professional. It's not get a fight date and train for that date. It's professional. Is in you train, you keep your weight down. You know, you eat right. As, as my as my coach has drilled, you know. Drilled into us, it's you eat right, you sleep right, and you train right. And if you get them three things right, then it, it'll go right. And luckily, we still live by that, even now with um with no fight date, which is it's more frustrating than anything
0: else. It's very frustrating for for a lot of fighters, for a lot of people in many different ways. For you, you've kept yourself well into shape. You've obviously got a very physical job as well, which also helps keep you into shape yeah. as well as being in the gym. And it's, it's kind of, took it took a year off your career, really, hasn't it, with, yeah. with where you wanted to go. So, 2021, this is where we are now. We hopefully won't be in the pandemic for the remainder of 2021. Hopefully, yes. it'll be gone by the summer. Ideally for you, then, Levi, what, what would be the plan this year? How much now, because you've missed a year, would you want to try and get out with more than what, essentially you would have done last year.
1: It's not... We, we accepted fights last year. I'm not going to mention any names, but we accepted fights with um, decent fighters um, and that, you know, that I think we, we would have beat. We're confident that we, we trained hard enough for them fights. And unfortunately, they either took different opponents easier fights or it just didn't happen due to other reasons. Um, but I think one th- one good thing is that we're only 24 years old. So it's not like if, if, if I was a 29... 28, and I've lost a year. Then I think that's a major year to lose, which is, which, which, which you know, being young again is another thing that does work in my favor, I suppose. Where a year out, yes, we're no fights. It's not, it's not ideal. And realistically, this year I target, I t- hopefully, it'd be a Midlands title, I think, and look on towards um, English goals and obviously progression that way, getting the rounds under my belt. But no, I don't think anyone knows what's going to be what, but hopefully it won't be too long before we're out this pandemic. Like you're saying, we can get back on track to where things was going.
0: Is it Cal Greaves that's your promoter at the moment? Yeah, Kyle, Yeah, Cal's my manager and promoter, Yeah. So Carl, obviously, I know pretty well through through various different bits of bats of stuff that I've done for boxing. He's he's been yeah. on one he's been on one of my other podcasts, Carl. And obviously, I I know him as a as a great guy and a true down to earth, honest promoter and manager. Yeah, yes. Uh, what what has it been like for you? You know the experience of of having somebody there that that cares about what they want for their fighters. And, and obviously carl has got a lot of fighters and we know that. And he's he puts yeah. he puts shows on quite a lot when, when we're in normal circumstances. But for you as an individual, as a fighter looking to progress on, what what's it been like for you the way, uh, you know, things have been dealt with for you, the way he's put you in the right positions and got your fights that you've needed to have? They say like
1: going back to maybe like your Nigel Bennon days and stuff like, you know, promoters were only there for money, you know, before you went to professional boxing ranks. Yeah, they're like, well, you know what, managers? Did they really care about the fighters? But turning over with Carl was different. I mean, um, yeah, he still messages up to date. Now he's um, he always makes sure everyone's all right. He's he always puts good shows on for us. And and to be honest, he's done everything I've asked from Carl. He's always done. So in 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 every way, really, he's been he's been great for us. And it was a it was really a choice by Matty that that go back he goes back years with Carl, and he's done plenty of rounds with him in the past when there was both in the fighting days and. Just from from listening to Matty on I trust Matty, you know it was one of them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm glad we did go with Carl. I'm glad I'm still with him now because he has done everything we've asked for really. And when you when you're a fighter and you you're getting the things you're asking for, you, you what can you complain about? You can't
0: no you can't you definitely can't and it's it's good to it's good to hear that your experience is obviously so far of the professional side of the sport is has, has been good and you've got somebody behind you like carly will do the best for his fighters yeah. Which going forward with your ambitions in mind that's exactly what you need and you've got your you're looking towards midlands at the moment I, ideally by the end of the year you've said you're looking at pushing for that midlands title when you got into yeah, I'm the i'm sp- not sure
1: he's got it at super featherweight i think it- I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure who's got it to be honest. I'm. I think it was. I think Kane Baker did win it. But I think I imagine he'll vacate. I think he's getting fights on um, Sky Sports. So I don't think. I don't think he'll be looking to um, fight for that. I'm not sure. But either way, I, th- I think anyone in the Midlands area that it be would be happy to take. You know, especially with the same or you know near about the same. We're, they're the fights we want, and I'm sure they're the fights the the um, supporters would want to see as well. I'm not into really name calling or anything like that. It's just it's one of them. It's just a, it's a business at the end of the day, and we're after you know the Midlands and we're looking to progress on that way. I'm not. You can't really say, oh, you know, I'd love to call out so and so and stuff like that. It's not. It's not. People go about the business differently, I suppose. But I'm just more. I'll just fight whoever gets put in front of me, and that's that's the way I've always been.
0: When you turned over, when you first got into the sport as a professional, initially, what was your, what was your dream? What was your ambition?
1: I think um, it's easy to sit and say, you know what, I want, I want to, I set the bar really. I, I'd lo- I'd love to win a world title, you know. Um, it, it's not, wouldn't... but you know the goals. The, you, I, being realistic. I'd love to win a British title, and that's, I think that's, ideally, something we can do. Um, and I, th- I think you know we train we do everything right. There's no reason really why I, c- I can't go ahead and do that. So that'll be that'll be my goal for for that's for my whole boxing really. You know, if we progress past that, then we've done more than what I set out to do.
0: Was you always a boxing fan before you actually got into the sport? Was you was you always a lover of the sport in general? I'm actually the only one in a,
1: in my in my family going back from what we, what we've worked out that's actually ever done got into the sport. Um, and ever since being younger, you know, I've I've always ever, I've always loved Ricky Atten and people like that. Um, but mostly like um, Sugar Ray Robinson and people like that. I always watched, you know, on, on YouTube and stuff. Um, obviously, he want he want about when I when I was a, a younger lad. But yeah, I think I think him and people like that they're great so you when you watch back that you can learn pick up
0: a lot from them. Who would be your go to fighter, and what would be your go to fight? I, f- I mean, for
1: for a spectating point of view, it's got to be uh, Mickey Ward against Guy, probably yeah. the first one. Yeah. But all three of them was brilliant, you know, to watch. Um, but my go-to fighter would probably be Sugar Ray Robinson. I'd say he's probably my favourite. I'd say he was probably the best to do it. People would argue maybe Floyd Mayweather, um, It was obviously brilliant defensively and, and offensively. But I think Sugar Ray Robinson, I, I think for me, is the is the, the goat in boxing for me.
0: He's the reason why the pound-for-pound pound list was created. And that's uh, that's how good he was. <laughs> he created a pound-for-pound yeah. list. I, of... I, I just
1: think he was. I, I think he was the best. He is the best to do it. I don't think anyone on, on the day would have come. You know, I, I don't think if he was on his day, I don't think anyone would have beat him. He was just class, really. He had everything, really, you know. But when you look back at styles, the styles of fighting back then was so much different. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's going through all the weights. When you look at, you know, you look at your Sandy Sadler, and you look at your, like your Willie Pep, and then you look at your like your your newer day fighters. It's, they're just totally different. When you're looking at the featherweights now, when you're looking at like your, like Josh Warrington and people like that, the it, it, totally different styles of fighting.
0: It's just it's changed. And that's going
1: through all the weight divisions, not just your featherweights. That's just going through them all When you look back then, it's crazy
0: it's evolved it's evolved the sport is, is yeah, totally has. different it really is it's so it's so much yeah. different than what it was and some of these some of these fighters are great to go back and look at and admire and and, and potentially pick up little bits of stuff that maybe fighters oh, don't do today it's 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 great to have that that sort of opportunity to be able to access this sort of stuff in this day and it's yeah great, it's great that we've got that and it's, it's, it's really good for, for for us as just general boxing fans to, to see all that i suppose going yeah. back i suppose going back to your boxing career then levi something i've not really touched on and, and something that i know is quite pivotal to a young fighter's career is when you're obviously trying to get yourself into a position to to get a fight you you getting your ticket sales going on you get your sponsorships which is usually a huge part for a lot of fighters yeah, was yeah. that some was that something that's that's been a feature of your careers today
1: oh i mean i've got my sponsors at the minute and i, I will shout them out on this um because to be honest f- from being there from day one I like they they help me you know they help me financially at the time get to you know get to a position where i could i could really you know sit back and focus literally just on boxing um they help me with ticket sales the, the the belt the buy a lot of tickets between them which it, could, it now uncovers the cost of opponents so it may it, it just gives me that you know that that less stress say even though it's still stressful but it gives you a lot less stress and i've got a lot i know, i've got um quite a few quite a few sponsors that are they're all, just, they're all brilliant in each different way you know um from day one i've had really good i've had really good support of them so i, I will um i will shout them out it's um, i've got boston hydroponics which is adam Coolidge he's helped me from day one from the day before before i turned over and i explained to him you know what i needed and stuff um, and he's just said basically yeah um anything you need you go to him i've got russell's which the chip shop on a oh, chip shop from where i was raised up on it's probably the best in our town um i've got a total total cladding installations which is um matt keatley he's another good friend of mine he's he's helped me from day one i've got a uh, graham young's from gy cars i've got um, dean young's which is dean young's building and um i've got mick juniors which is um another, another great friend of mine it's actually me um my old man's boss he runs a fish factory, and I've got a uh, Mike Burton who helps me with equipment. So that's 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 the team, along with my coaches.
0: That's that's our team. It's a it's a big benefit to have that in your corner, and people sometimes sit there and 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 slag it off on social media when they talk about the tv shows and they say oh don't let them don't let them talk about the sponsors it's boring we don't want to hear about that but they don't understand them people that say that don't understand how pivotal it is to a young fighter's career someone like yourself now who wants to push on in his career especially after losing a year because of the pandemic yeah you've got to push forward. You need that support to be able to focus on, on your boxing predominantly. Yeah. And, and that, if that means you have to take a week or two off work or maybe longer to be able to do that, then that is exactly what this, this enables that to happen. And that's what I think people don't really fully appreciate when they make comments like that and, and that's why this is why we give the opportunity to people on this show to do that to give them a big shout out so a big shout out to all them companies and all them people that are helping yeah. you on this journey because without them and the support of everyone else around you it wouldn't be fully possible to be where you are or where you want to go would it no
1: no and like you say it's um it's, it's more coverage for them as well um and it's just obviously just a big thank you from me as well and it's it's nice to see you, you, as you know yourself, it's they are they are big helps, especially sticking through when when the going's got tough. And it's not like we ain't, it's a big bump in the road. It's not a small bump. It's a, oh look, I'm not going to be fighting for I, I don't know how long it's going to be here, um, and the boys are stuck by me. They, they haven't even questioned it. You know, they haven't even questioned it. It's just the case of yeah, we, we're here. You know, we're here for the long run. So that's that's the team we wanted, and that's the team that we've got with us. You know, we've got. Along with them sponsors, along with Andy, Andy Blackett, Matthew Teague, uh, Neil Jones, my strength and conditioning coach, and Neil Loss, it was like we've got a great team. With us and especially, and then Cal being, Cal being the gafferers or you know, giving us what we want. It's just, I think, I think you know, the sky's the limit.
0: Absolutely, and it's it's been great to hear your story. It's been great to. To hear where you where you came from, where you are, where you're looking to go to. Fingers crossed, we we're able to get a part of that this year. For people that have enjoyed listening to the interview and they want to follow your career, they didn't already know about you. Where can they find you on social media to do that? I'm not currently on Facebook. I, I, I only I only go on Facebook when um,
1: to 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 um, get my ticket sales done. On Instagram, just Levi Giles, and on Twitter, the say is the exact same. Levi Giles
0: so they can all find you on there they can go and find all the updates all, all footage of what we're doing
1: um inside inside camp outside my normal normal what I'm doing my train some of my training some of my pad videos um bit of sparring clips and just basically all of it it's just literally boxing if you're a boxing fan and want to see what just want to see a bit a
0: bit of training and stuff like that then
1: yeah it's good to head over right. and give us a follow and see my career progress
0: and anyone from from the local area as well, of course. Anyone that doesn't already know about you, you know, get get behind you. That's what I say. Yeah, get behind Levi. Yeah,
1: yeah we've I've, I've got a really good following. You know, from Grimsby Town, it's I can't really thank all you know, all, from all my close mates to all people that don't don't know me personally but still come and buy tickets and watch me fight. It, we, I've got a really good support from Grimsby Town. So yeah, a massive thank you to them as well, and anyone else that's yeah wants to jump on and show support it's it's all really appreciated and it makes makes my life a lot easier
0: (laughs) it definitely does that Levi you know what it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show have you on this episode thank you so much for coming on and I wish you nothing but the best of luck for this year and I hope that you do get a few fights in this year and you are able to progress your career on thank you for having
1: us Uh, thank you for the coverage and um, yeah it's been really good to speak to you mate thank you